Hi, welcome to That's Life Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Murphy, and this is a Christian podcast dedicated to navigating the transitions of life and how to do it through a Christian lens. I'm so happy that you're here. Pull up a chair, grab a coffee, come as you are, and listen to the word of the Lord and the plan that he has for your life. Because it's hard to have it all figured out, but we can help each other together in the community of Christ. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay tuned to hear more. Everybody and welcome back to That's Life Podcast. And I'm speaking in a really excited voice right now because I just finished an amazing conversation with someone super, super cool. And she goes by the name of Corey Robertson. Wow. I know it's crazy. I can't like say her name and then not do the like, wow. Like I literally did it on the conversation that you're about to listen to. And she probably was like, who is this weirdo I'm about to talk to for 35 minutes? But Honestly, it was such an amazing conversation, and I just can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, If you don't know who Coritzi... Awesome. I'm already messing up. It's just because I'm so excited. But if you don't know who Corey Robertson is, I will give you a little spiel. So here we go. Corey Robertson is a New York Times bestselling author and star of A&E's Duck Dynasty. Now it might be ringing a bell. Duck Dynasty, Duck Command Call, you know all the things. She works in the family business. Duck Commander is co-owner in Tread Lively Productions, is a writer and a speaker passionate about motherhood, adoption, and empowering families around the world. Corey loves doing life with her husband, Willie, and their six kids and six grandbabies in their hometown of West Monroe, Louisiana. Love Louisiana. It's beautiful. Um, She's written a lot of things, um, which include the Duck Commander family, How Faith Family and Ducks Built a Dynasty, Duck Commander Devotions for Kids, and Strong and Kind Raising Kids of Character. As well as being a social media figure, TV personality, producer, writer, speaker, author, Christian, she, you know, she's most known for being on Duck Dynasty. However, Corey and I met, you're, you're probably like, Abby, what? Like, how do you, how do you know Corey Robertson? I mean, even saying that is still crazy to me because I grew up watching her on TV, but, um, I met Corey Robertson because of his story, the musical. So if you've been listening for a while, his story is the musical um, that I did in Dallas, Texas. It was the new up and running musical about Jesus, the gospel, his story, the title name, his story written by Anna Miriam Brown. Um, And she was on the producer production team. I guess it's like the proper wording to use from that. Um, And she just was so awesome and you know she's she's a busy woman she's a businesswoman and so we there wasn't any time in like our rehearsal schedule to sit down and grab coffee and and have deep conversations and stuff which is why um it was so crazy that I felt so connected to her and learned from her so much just from the little moments that we would share together and we would have worship after the show and and Corey would come and pray and and she would come backstage and talk to the cast and just let us, made us feel so comforted and so comfortable that, you know, we were in good hands because she was giving the show to the Lord and, and, and let us knew that she was working for us and, and really wanted us to just pursue Jesus in it. And, and it just fills my heart with so much joy that I'm able to share that really awesome relationship that we have with the podcast listeners. Um, 
But yeah, I, I just look up to Corey because of her dedication and her faith and her family and her work. Her spirit of love is so evident in everyone that she meets. And I just, I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation with a woman who is a disciple, a mother, a grandmother, a role model. So yeah, without further ado, everybody welcome, Corey Robertson. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. I tricked you guys because it just occurred to me that I probably, hopefully, might possibly have a lot of new listeners because Corey Robertson knows a lot of people that I don't know. So you might be listening to this podcast for the first time. And if you are, hi, <laughs> I'm Abby. I'm really sporadic a lot. Um, if you go back and listen to any more of the podcasts previous to this, you'll find that out. You know, you may love it, you may not like it, but it's what I have to offer and here it is. Um, but yeah, my name's Abby Murphy. I'm 20 years old. I currently just finished my latest theater production of participating in his story, the musical, um, which you would already know that if you listen to like what I just said in the clip before I filmed this. Anyways, get it together, girl. I'm a devout Christian and love pursuing the Lord and everything I do and and just so eager to share it. And so that's why I have this podcast. This podcast is is dedicated to navigating the transitions of life through a Christian lens. And the reason I wanted to start this podcast was because I just quite frankly it it just was a realization that I am such a broken human being and yet the Father is so good and he allows me to receive his grace and receive his mercy when I deserve his wrath. And he is so awesome. And just being able to try to put that into words to share with others is is what I want to do. And um, so, yeah, that's why I'm here now on this podcast speaking. I go to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I'm a musical theater BFA major. And that's how I got into his story because I love to sing and dance and use jazz hands and super fun things. But yeah, I think that's about it. So usually in every podcast, I will say a little blurb, do a little update, and then say a prayer and get into the message of the podcast. So I think it's about time to open up in prayer and then we will dive into the Corey Robertson conversation, which is so cool. So everybody, bow your heads with me if you can. If you're driving, don't close your eyes and bow your head because that is dangerous. Or if you're like running or something, that is also very scary to close your eyes and run. Um, but if you're like at a coffee shop, just go for it. Just go for it. Um, all right. I invite you to join me in this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for an awesome conversation that I had with Corey today. And I just pray that the listener that is about to um, receive these words truly does that, receives the words because Corey is so wise. And I thank you so much that you gave her the gift to be open and honest and vulnerable and share that with people. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I'm so grateful for who you are. I sing you praises, Lord. You are, you are crazy and awesome and amazing. And um, I thank you that our lives crossed paths. Um, I pray that the listener listening receives something specific that speaks to them today, whether that's something small that they needed a little nudge or some realization. Um, I thank you for just a God-ordained relationship and a 
such a faithful woman to share so many faithful words. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. And in your name, I pray. Amen. Okay. Now I'm being serious. We're actually going to listen to the conversation now. Bye-bye. All right. I am here with none other than Corey Robertson. Ah, the crowd. The crowd goes wild Um, for the listeners that don't know. I have Corey on a Zoom call on my phone right now. So super laid back, super chill. Um, But I'm just so excited to invest in a conversation. I have my podcast voice on now. We chatted a little bit before the podcast started, but now I've got my interviewer voice on and um, and just excited to, to pick your brain, know your faith and and be able to share that with the small community of some Bowling Green people, some Texas people, just all the people. Um, first of all, how are you doing? Let the people know. I am doing good and I'm so excited to get to talk to you. Of course, I've loved getting to know you over <laughs> the last, I guess, what, few months yeah. and to, to sit on here and do this podcast with you is really sweet. So this Aww. is great. I'm doing really well, just coming off of summer and, um, summer vacation with the whole fam, which is so always so fun. And, um, yeah. Where'd you guys go? We went to Hilton Head. This is our first time. It was so, oh. I love Hilton Head. Yeah. It was amazing. It was our first time. And literally our kids, Sadie was like, mom, this might be our place. Like this feels like us. Yes. Yes. With the trees and the, you can ride your bike on the beach. All of it. Yes. It was so good. Oh, that's we had so a great awesome. Time. What was your favorite part of the trip? I think the bikes. Like, we love the bike riding. We rode everywhere. And also, yeah, because Louisiana has the mossy mm-hmm. cypress trees, so you have that same feel, but the trees there are just amazing. So, yes. yeah, we love the bikes. And we were saying how, I mean, of course, we grew up going to the beach here in Florida mm-hmm. and Gulf Shores and all that and love it. It's beautiful. And the white sandy beaches and all that, but there it's kind of more like you go for the beach. What in Hilton Head, it was like, there's so much to do, you know, it just felt more active and everything too. Mm -hmm. So we love that. It was a great time. It was really sweet. Y'all's family. Yeah. Y'all's family sounds like our family. And the fact that like, we're like adventure people, like adventure beach people. Like we, you know, they're the families that like to bring out the chairs and sit all day. And that's great for those that thrive on that. We yes. like to go do things and, and yeah, we kind of need things to do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So it was good for us. Well, we glad, loved it. glad we can relate on that. Um, on that note. So for those of you that don't know, um, which if you don't know, what are you doing? You should know this. Corey Robertson is the mother of Sadie Robertson, but you just finished right. Taking over her, um, podcast, right? Like you just finished it. Yes, I got to host this summer while she was home with her new baby. Yes. She has a little baby Haven. She's got two little girls now, Honey and Haven, and they're the cutest. And so, um, yeah, she had her early, let's see, she had her in May, so was, you know, off on maternity leave all mm-hmm. summer. So I got to host her podcast, which was really fun. It was kind of like 
a good little, because I've thought about a podcast before, mm-hmm. but I've been like, oh, I don't know. Do I want to like jump in there? And um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. So I'm like, okay, should I do that? I don't know. Well, I would listen. I would subscribe. I would tune in weekly. So if that has any effect in your decision on doing that. Um, but I, I wanted to ask, I wanted to start with this question because, you know, Sadie's podcast is known for like, what's the best piece of advice that you've been given? And I want to know what, because I think it's so easy for us to feel like we can only get advice from like people older than us or, and there is so much wisdom in age in, in knowing you know, living life longer. Um, but I want to know, like, as what are some of the best things that like your kids have taught you, you know, like some of those advice things are like learning along the way, like those little moments, even if they aren't words, like what are some of the things that like God has used them to show you as a mother, as a grandmother? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love, I love to learn from my kids and I feel like I am definitely like a lifelong learner, which I think that's one of the reasons I haven't kind of done a podcast because I've always been like, I'm not a teacher. I'm a learner. Like I just, Mm. I love to learn and soak up things from other people. And, um, so what have I learned from our kids? I think, um, I think the most important lesson, uh, I feel like I've learned specifically for my for my girls is really that vulnerability and being okay with being vulnerable and telling other people what you're going through. Mm. Um, like, I think that that is something that your generation is better at of just like speaking and saying like, Hey, I'm struggling with this and it's hard and it's not fun and I need help, you know, mm. where, um, you know, it was more of a, before you kind of just keep it to yourself and everything. And I think that speaking those things, like speaking out loud, the things that you're going through, the hard things that you're struggling with to trusted people, for sure. Mm -hmm. Don't just Mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, put it out there for the whole world always, but to trusted people and being honest about that, then you can get the help, you know, and you can go go in to help sooner. Like now, of course, Willie and I have gone to counseling and therapy and marriage counseling and things like that over the years. But to see our young people starting that early, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, if we started that earlier, wouldn't that have been, been so good for us, you yeah. know? So, you know, they're just, I feel like more quick to say like, hey, I have a problem and I need some help. And I think that's a really is a gift mm-hmm. and um, that I, I think I, I've learned. Yeah, that's so good. It's so funny that you say that because that's something I have been struggling with a lot is, you know, I'm. I love to think that I'm a very open person and love to, you know, share my problems. I have a podcast where I just word vomit all my stuff, but there's a level of like humbling yourself to realize like, yes, you know, I'm at this place where I'm like, yes, I love to share the problems, but right now I'm in a season where I'm like, but am I receiving the advice from from sharing those things you know and it's and it's like in all honesty I I'm not because I think I know better but I'm telling you what I'm struggling with because you know that's what we're quote-unquote as Christians supposed to do which is like you said a great thing but in our generation it's like but it doesn't stop there because now you've got to listen 
Oh, that's know? good. And so it's it's very funny that you brought that up because it's like, you know, when I say my prayers and I ask for things, it's like I just end my prayer and then I go on. But I, like I got to listen, you know? Yes, that's so good. I think that is really is the key because, mm-hmm. yes, you can be good at like sharing, but if you're not actually doing it in a place to where you can like say receive, okay, I'm actually asking for advice because I really am going to hear what you have to say. Yeah. A friend of mine, um, Alicia Cholet, who um, she wrote the book called Anonymous that if you've not read it, it's so good. I think you'd really love it. <laughs> but um, I was talking the other day and she was talking to me about like um, top down prayers rather than bottom up prayers. And she was like, what I mean by that is rather than praying from like earth, earth up, like out of my worries and fears and all these things, but in a, in a way of kind of like, I know what the answer I want the answer to be, God, I'm going to just like tell you what I actually want from you rather than that, like asking God, like, what is heaven, heaven down? Like, what is you want God? Like, and asking those questions and saying like, God, I trust you in this here's what I'm going through, but I trust that you have the answer. And even asking like, what, what do you, what do you want in this situation? What are, what are, what's, she said, ask, what's the heavenly con- conversation surrounding this? And I was like, oh, that's really good. Cause I pray a lot of earth up prayers. Like, okay, here's my problem. And here's how I want you to fix it. You know, yeah. <laughs> rather than actually asking God what he wants in the situation. Wow. That is that I needed to hear that. That was so good. Like, Oh, you just hit it on the nail. So uh, from that, like, I'm very curious to know, there's there's a lot of age, different age groups that listen to this podcast from what I've seen on, like, looking at my analytics, even though I don't really know how to look at those. But um, so there, you know, I'm really big on, like, learning through different stages of life. And so, you know, taking those those lessons that you've learned, even from your kids and and, and, and applying that into your life, like, has there been those times where you have to, like, relearn things because you're in a different stage of, like, you know, going from child to mother to grandmother, you know, those are all different ways of thinking. So I'd love to know, like, you know, where in your faith you've grown in that, how you've changed in that, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I will be 50 this year. So I've been through different stages of life, but also I'm on the same, live on the same street as my grandmother, who's 90, I think 94. Wow. And well, first of all, you look great. You, oh, thank you do thank not you. look like you're out to turn 50, but I'll take that. <laughs> but my grandmother, you know, one thing I think I've learned from her is that you are going to go through a lot of life stages and that not to put pressure on yourself to like be in any one stage of like there or wherever. Cause I look at my grandmother's life and she has done so many different things, but also she was a stay at home mom to her six kids mm-hmm. until they were all grown and out of the house. Then after that, she went into real estate. Then she became like the president of the board of realtors in Louisiana. She, you know, she's done all these things and she's lived in, I don't know, four different states and, you know, all these things over her lifetime. But it's like, you don't have to do it all at once. And Mm. I think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like, oh, I need to be here and I need to do this and I need to achieve this and I need to accomplish this. But I'm like, 
if you could just look at your life as like, you got a long life ahead of you. You don't have to do it all now. Like you can be this right now and you can be that five years from now, or you can be that 10 years from now. Like you're constantly changing and evolving and growing. And I think like, if you look at, okay, what's really important to me right now, like what is God saying to me right now? Where is he calling me and putting me right now? And just be there and don't stress about all the other things you think like, Oh, I feel like I have to do this or this or that. I don't Mm. know. I hope that that makes sense. 100%. I, I heard this um, like example and it, I feel like it perfectly sums up everything you said in like a picture. Cause I was listening to someone speaking and they were for the people of the podcast. I'm about to use a lot of body language to explain this. So just imagine with me, but he was saying how he was like, our life is like our lifespan compared to our time with Jesus in the kingdom. Like if that time span is from like one arm to the other, our time on earth is literally this big. I'm like pinching right now, like smaller than a centimeter, but like our time on earth is so tiny. Like it is a centimeter compared to like three yardsticks. Like, and we just get so nitpicky. And I think it has a lot to do with just the way society is today and and social media and seeing all these accomplishments and seeing people do all these things. And it's amazing, but it's so easy to just always think of the end result. And so I love, I love hearing like how important it is to just navigate the life changes as they go, rather than you deciding to like pre-plan out how they will go. Uh, there, whenever you mentioned that about social media, it just brought to mind this one specific thing because like you can look at social media and think, okay, everybody's traveling to Europe and everybody's Mm. doing all these amazing things. And you feel like, oh, I'm missing out on that. And I think, you know, in like match what I just said to this yesterday, I was talking to Bella and she was saying how she had was telling Jacob, she was like, mom stayed, did not go out of town at all when we were kids, except for one time a year, she went to SHOT Show, which was like the big, the big like outdoor industry show for our business. But then that she was home with us, you know, what, you know, of course I worked and I mean, I didn't travel all over the world and I love to travel. Like travel is my thing. Like I love it, but there were a span of years I didn't travel very much because I was raising little babies and kids, you know, (laughs) but I had to wait and be patient. And then now, of course, I travel all over the world and I love that. And there's a time for that. And there has been a time for that. But there was also a time that I needed to say, hey, I don't need to go a whole lot right now because this is what I'm doing right now. And later, I'll have time to do that whenever more we're more financially stable or we have opportunity to be able to do it and our kids are, you know, in school or whatever. And so, yeah, things like that. I think social media can put that pressure on you to just be like, do it all right now mm-hmm. or have the or have the this or have the even the designer bag or whatever. You know, you're like, no, you don't have to have all that right now. Like mm-hmm. do this right now. Mm-hmm. And then maybe later that opportunity is going to come and you're going to be able to do that. Right. So. Yeah. That's I love that you bring that up because it's a perfect way to lead into my next question that I had for you. Um I find it so interesting and my brain kind of like wraps around in circles around thinking about this, you know, you're in an industry 
where like your faith is also your job. And you know, I really want to know, like, even with that, like social media or, you know, there are these set expectations of the world of like, you know, I have timelines and I have deadlines and I have things I need to do and I have sermons to give or books to write or, you know, all these amazing things you've done. Um, How, I have a lot of questions on it. The first one, how do you, you know, and maybe there isn't an answer or maybe this is an ongoing learning thing, but where are you at with like navigating that work-life balance when, you know, your work is your faith, like that foundation? Mm-hmm. Um, so it hasn't always been that way, I guess, honestly, because we had a duck call business. So well, like, yeah, I guess that's true. Necessarily uh, known for our faith. We, we just were like, our faith is who we are. It affects every aspect of our life. And mm. so when the show happened. Um, it was obvious that we were Christians, we were believers. And so that became something that we spoke about and write about more. But I feel like we were doing, it's the same thing we were doing before. It's just now on a more like bigger scale and more public scale. Um, We were, you know, serving in our church and working at a summer camp and doing all those things here locally. But then whenever, you know, the show happened, it just became more global, I guess. Mm. Um, So I think for, think what I hear you asking is kind of like, how do you um, give out, but also pour in? Yeah. Because that that is definitely, I remember after the show ended, I remember being like, oh, I feel dry. Like I am dry. Like I need to be like watered mm. and I need to be fed. And so I do think there is kind of a, there's some give and flow in that. And that's okay. That's like normal. Um, part of life whenever you are kind of outputting a lot and being in the public eye, but also like you need to be really aware of it and be like, okay, like I have to, I have to, um, also be fed and I need to sit and listen and learn and not just be always be the one that's kind of like teaching and pouring out. Um, so I think be honest about that and, Mm -hmm. um, notice be really aware of it and notice have close people around you that can speak that into your life and can say like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe you need to be fed a little bit and, um, and listen when they, when they say it. Um, but yeah, a big part of it is really just being true to who you are. And when faith is everything to you, which it is to us, like faith is, is, not just like what happens on Sunday morning or what happens whenever we do a podcast or what happens. It, it just affects everything in our life because Jesus is everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when that's true for you, um, you, you just can't help but talk about it and share it. Um, but also we're in normal, we're normal people and have normal lives and, stressors and things like that. So there's times when you feel it more than others, for Mm -hmm. sure. That's so mind boggling to hear you say that because it's like, that is ministry. Like ministry is not being, I mean, it is being a preacher, but there ministry is everywhere. Ministry can be working at the coffee shop. Ministry can be, you know, doing the duck call business and people there. I, you know, I say, 
oh yeah, I did a show with Corey Robertson and people were like, oh, like that awesome Christian woman. And it's so crazy that like the show was about the business, but your family is known for their faith. And that just Mm -hmm. goes to show like the power of how God is able to use you all and how you allowed him to do that. And, and it's a great thing to be known as a Christian, but hearing you speak on that is such a great way to like help me rewire my thinking of, of ministry as a whole. Yeah, I will say, so for the show, People did say to us at the beginning, they were like, are, are you going to like talk about Jesus on the show? And, we were, and one thing I would say, I was like, they can't get around it because it is who we are. You know, yeah. I just think that that is, you live your life like this is who I am. I'm a Christian. I follow, I'm a follower of Jesus. Then it just, you know, comes out of you. So we didn't, we had a prayer at the end of our show. We did not like plan that as like, oh, okay, we're going to be really strategic and get a prayer on national television. We sat down at the table um, because the plan was we're going to have dinner, a dinner at the end of every episode because dinner is a family dinner is important to our family. And um, so we're like, we're going to have a family dinner at the end of every episode. And we said a prayer because that's what we do. You know, that's just normal life. We say a prayer before our meals. Um, We want to make sure we are grateful for the food before us and the family around us. And so we did that, not some big plan to do ministry because it just is who we are and what we do. And then God took that little, just little seed. Like that's a small thing to say a prayer before your meal. Lots of people do it. It's not like unique. It's not like we did anything like super special or crazy or whatever. We just did a very small thing that tons of families around the country do. God took that and made it into something that was really powerful and impactful for people. I mean, I still have people come to me like every day when I travel or I'm out in public, come to me and say, that prayer at the new show made such an impact on our family because of that we pray together now, or because of that, my husband saw that like real men can love Jesus. And now we go to church together and, you know, things like that. But it was just, it was simple. It wasn't anything that big. And so I think that people think, Oh, I have to do something like big for Jesus or I have to do, but it's like just in your daily life, the things that you do and the ways that you honor him and serve him he can use those in small or big ways but it doesn't have to be some like it doesn't always it can be a grand plan and this big thing but it doesn't always have to be that wow you are really speaking to, if you're speaking to one person right now you're if you're questioning if you are it's it's me like that i needed to hear that because I think I may, honestly, hearing you like say these things, I think I have this warped vision of the image of what a person putting their faith out, not even putting their faith out, just like going through the walk with Jesus and sharing that. I think I might have like a warped vision of it because, you know, I'll sit here and, and, do these podcasts and I love it and I love sharing and I want to do them because I just, like you said, can't help but tell people about Jesus. But there also is a level of like, I guess I just set this expectation that it has to be 
you know, I'm playing God, like, oh, I have to do this and, and this is how it's going to work. But hearing you speak, he's kind of tugging at my heart and being like, you're the vessel. I'm the one operating. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to come up with the plan. I already have. So just let me do me and, and you be a faithful servant. Yeah. That's it. That is it right there. And, you know, our daughter, Sadie, did Dancing with the Stars. She was 17 years old and went out for Dancing with the Stars. And, you know, I think it's, and she was a light out there. And, like, she, there were so many times when some of the judges would say, like, we don't really know what it is about you, but, like, you are a light, you know? And so it's that. It's planting those seeds. And, like, you can do that on Dancing with the Stars or on a musical or in your school or wherever you are, just like, like, you know, there's a scripture that says like, he will, they will know you are Christians by your love. You know, mm-hmm. there's a song that, there's a little song that goes with it, but the, you know, scripture is just like, you will be known by your love. And whenever you walk on this earth and like are just exuding the love of Christ, it's going to get noticed and it's going to make an impact wherever you are. Mm, that is so good. Wow. That is, I need to be like taking notes. Like I should have got my journal out and I should have done that, but wow, that's, that's awesome. So along the lines of that, you know, kind of a deep, kind of a little, like maybe a 90, 90 degree turn from that conversation, but you have all of these great things out there and it's so awesome. I'm curious to know, you know, with all of the busyness of life and, and everything, and this goes for anyone, people who have their work public or, you know, stay in a cubicle all day. How do you, because you have such a large family, how are you able to to do it all, you know? Like, keep up with that and, and spend time intentionally with, you know, each kid and, and learning how to do that, you know? How, how do you do it, Corey Robertson? How do you do it? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a good question. Well, we do have a lot of kids. We have six kids and now six grandbabies and another one that's on the crazy. way. And it's so fun. And life is very full. And so, yeah, it's definitely not all, like, perfect. I, there's times when I drop balls and our kids are um, laugh at me because, like, I forget things. I'm like, you know, it's uh, it's just normal life. <laughs> but, um but I think there's always kind of a running tally of like, okay, who do I need to connect with? You know, what kid have I not checked in with? Because it is, we have a big family, so it's not like, you know, I can actually touch every single person right. every single day. Now, yeah. I do touch a lot of them every day because we <laughs> all live right here, which is awesome. awesome. I love it. Everyone, you know, lives close. Our son, Will, is in Texas though right now and he and his wife and they're awesome and um doing good working at a church there but you know they were here in town this weekend so you know always try to touch base with everybody as much as possible and um and just because we like to do life together um as far as how i do it all i have um help (laughs) that i'm not afraid to ask for help in that you know i have help that keeps me organized and keeps things keep things going but I didn't always have that um I think it's I think one of the things is know what your priorities are 
and the rest of it just do not worry about like mm-hmm. get rid of the expectations of like okay I have to do this I have to be good at this okay one thing I'm terrible at is like birthday gifts on birthdays it just does not happen <laughs> like you might get it like if I know you have a birthday in this year I might see something about for you and be like okay this is your birthday that was three months ago you know yeah. <laughs> or whatever like I just am not good at that type of thing I'm not good at I don't I just let myself not be good at things. I'm not good, a good cook, so I don't cook. Like, I just make a grilled cheese sandwich, you know? Like, I don't feel the pressure to be good at everything. I just pick the things that are important to me that I know that I can just be good at. I'm a good mom. I'm good at business. And so, like, I work hard at those things. And the things that I'm not really great at, I'm just like, okay, other people are good at that. And that's yeah. all right. Wow. That's just, you know... I just, I think it's just crazy because me and my young youth of just growing and seeing people out there, I'm just like, oh, she just can do it all. And how, like, you know, how do you do it all? And and it's mind boggling to hear you be like, I just don't do the things I'm not good at. Whereas I'm like, she's good at everything. And oh my goodness. But yeah that's not good at everything and I'll say like now my car is like really clean because I don't have kids at home you know right now and I have just grandkids and so I have a good clean car whenever our kids were like young my my minivan was a disaster you know because you're like just trying to do life so certain seasons you might be good at this one thing or sometimes you know my house is a lot cleaner now because I don't have little kids here yeah whenever they were little it was trash all the time. That's life. You yeah, know? <laughs> that's that's, a, that's life. That's the name of my podcast. I mean, just there you go. for the conversation. <laughs> um, family is so important to you. Like you said, I mean, that's community and, and your people. What are like some practical ways and like things that you, you know, like a dinner, you like to stay connected? Like what are for the people listening who like also want that sense of community in their family? What are some tips and tricks and and things that you know y'all have prioritized yeah um yeah family meals so Willie I said I'm not a good cook Willie is the cook in our house and it's awesome we love it because it's a constant like text thread like what's dad cooking tonight you know and like come on over so we keep a very open door policy it's like come over anytime and just Mm -hmm. take the take those little minutes like if I have you know an hour, 30 minutes, I'm going to go check on a grandbaby and get to just love on them for a little bit, pop into each other's houses and all that. So one thing we do, you know, we're fortunate we all live close. So my grandmother is down the road. So go over and have coffee with her, Mm -hmm. you know, just take that time to be intentional about those little moments and, um, and, and also be there for people, you know, whenever they need, they need something, you know, Mm -hmm. whenever you get that call, that um hey you know and our kids know like three in the morning they call me I will be there Mm -hmm. you know um for the hard things and also for the fun things you know I want to be a part of whatever fun thing if you're going swimming you better tell me because I might want to pop over there and (laughs) you know swim for a minute with you so um, I think I was we I was really modeled that my mom was that way you know just a part of actually um, tonight we're having a little back to school dinner at her house, you know, she texts everybody, <laughs> even though everyone's like college age or above now of the grand of her grandkids, she's like, 
let's have a back to school dinner. Come over. So planning those fun, fun moments and also being there in the, in the tough moments. Yeah. Is what it's about. That's, it's beautiful. I mean, those interruptions are gateways into some of the best memories and the best moments. I mean, I've heard it said to me a lot, like, Jesus's ministry was literally all interruptions. Like he wasn't like, oh, give me 20 minutes and then I'll come back, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and hearing, hearing you say that it's, it's very similar. It's like, when you need me, I'm there, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to, to hear you say that. It's good. Also, Jesus, that I love that. And um, also, Jesus' ministry was a lot of meals, a yeah. lot of meals and parties, too. If you look at that, you know, a lot of times just sitting down and having a meal together. Yeah. And is a ministry in and of itself. Yeah. The power of bonding over food, like that is the one common thing that uh-huh. I've never met someone who has said, I don't like a good meal. Like, <laughs> It's fun. It's community. It's so much more than just like filling your body and going, um, I have to know, I have to know what is the go-to Robertson family meal? Like what are the favorites? Oh my goodness. So Willie is good at a lot of things and everyone has gets to pick their different favorites every time. So, but one thing, this is just a fun one. He makes (laughs) Willie burgers that we call Willie burgers. And they're like, I don't know why they're just regular hamburgers but something about them is really special and they're so good and they're just unique like and you know how like as a woman you'll usually eat like one burger mm-hmm. that's normal yeah, yeah. willy burger you cannot eat one <laughs> you are gonna eat two willy burgers if you come if you come to our house and he makes burgers you're gonna eat two they're so good so that's one thing and then we all love so when hunting season comes around of course um he's a deer, big deer hunter so he makes this like fried deer steak that's like stacked with like onions and mushrooms mm. and so yummy so that's really good too he's Yum. he's got a lot of good meals up his sleeve i'm like is there a cookbook out there yet he needs one yeah yes he needs one that should be the next thing to add on to the list when i read all your credits i need to have and cookbook (laughs) right at the end how to willie burger yeah um well that's awesome that's great and i can't wait to make my willie burgers in the future if a cookbook ever comes out but um you know, it's before I know it, it's already been 35 minutes and I'm like, wow, this was awesome. So much, so much more than I could have ever wished for at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for spending your time speaking your words and real honestly, really teaching me a lot about what I needed to hear. Um, and I pray that the listeners, I mean, I know they will receive so much good from this. Um but yeah, just thank you so much. Do you have any any parting words for anyone on That's Life podcast listening? Well, my parting words are you are such a light. Um, I've been so blessed to get to know you and through the musical. I don't know if you even told the listeners how we got to know each other, but through the musical history and just, I'm not kidding you, like not just it was not just me who said it. Like other people who came, they were like, "Who's that girl? Who's oh. the one that was like the queen? like she is a light up there. There's something oh. special about her. So God is using you in really special ways, and is evident to all. 
and the cast and who came to the musical. And so thank you for that. And just keep going, girl. Well, thank you. My cheeks hurt from smiling. I'm like, this was awesome. Um, But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And everybody listening, I love you. And I got Corey Robertson on the podcast. That is so cool. All right. So it's just me now. Um, But I'm just so grateful. That was so cool, right? That was so cool. I'm, it's whatever. I'm chill. I'm chill. It's no biggie, but it was actually so cool. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I am so, so grateful. So grateful for everyone that um, allowed this to happen and just thankful to God, TBH. He's awesome. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you're a new listener, thank you for stopping by. Stick around. We love new people here. I love you so much. Jesus loves you so much. Thank you for listening. And that's life. I wanted to let you guys know that I have a super cool and exciting announcement and partnership with Steadfast and Sustained Bible Journals. I'm so excited to be in partnership with them. If you want to use my code ABBY10 at checkout on their online store, you can. These Bible journals are amazing. There are a couple to choose from. You can go to steadfastandsustained.com. I usually share the link on my Instagram stories. On my Instagram, um, I have a couple of pictures in my feed, but they just have nice, like, cute organizational bullets and, like, notes and setups for you. If you're someone who really thrives off of having, like, that organizational kind of journal to organize your thoughts, this is the perfect option for you. There are so many to choose from, such cute colors. It's like pink, beigey, like neutral tones, but like very feminine and very girly and sweet and like cute little cursive. And I don't know, it's just very vibey. If you want to go see what it looks like, go over to Steadfast and Sustained on Instagram. It's just Steadfast and Sustained. Again, you can use code Abby10. Write all of your notes from uh, listening to sermons, writing in your Bible, doing devotionals. Maybe you're doing a Bible study. Maybe you're wanting to give someone a gift. Um, You can get 10% off with Abby10 at checkout, and then you can get a little bit of a discount if you want to get a journal for your friend a nice cute little pin um yeah go check it out thank you so much for listening to that's life pod you are now a hashtag that's for lifer you are part of the potty people because we are always having a potty with the potty squad that was weird anyways if you want to find out more go on instagram head over to that's life potty p-o-d-d-y because you are not part of the potty people i really need to stop with this joke If you want to find out even more, you can head over to the YouTube, That's Life Pod. There is a link in the Instagram bio with a link tree for more information on everywhere you can stream. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life.